kitchen. 20-second uh, commercial. Uh, I hope you're hearing that, Radio Free Brooklyn. You're Including some Matt praise. Frazier. Some clean 20-second commercial. Matt clean. Frazier. Very clean. Very nice. Matt Frazier. Thank you, Matt Frazier of Radio Free Brooklyn for your clean, <laughs> nice, clean 20 cut. seconds, one take, Matt Frazier. One take, Matt, one take, Frazier. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> In 20 seconds. Oh, uh, my Lord. That uh, down goes Frazier. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Uh, Frazier is knocked down by the by the contender, Muhammad Ali. My God. What a what a, what a fight. What a, what a blow. What a battle. How, I told you how uh, to co-sell. I came in to the ring, and I was ready to demolish him. I was ready to take now, him down. Ali, what now you're, say? You're, yeah, now okay. you're a braggart. You're talk, you're t- you got a lot of talking you're doing. And, uh, okay, you've done a little I'll show and improving one, one tonight. I'll shut up is that mouth on the canvas, Howard Cosell. All right, you're very He's sweaty. calling you out, Howard. Uh, Howard. <laughs> He's very sweaty. He's very you. No, Howard, are you going to let him Howard call you Cosell? out unanswered right I'm here, put, live put, across? I'm going to lose 100 pounds, Howard Cosell, so I can <laughs> fight you in the strawweight division. I am head but a, I am but a commentator sitting here at the table. You're very sweaty. You've just won a championship. You're very high up on yourself, I Mr. Am the greatest. Mr. Muhammad Ali. Howard, this is your best chance. He's Cash mildly spent. <laughs> It's just box. I will you not. See, he doesn't want it. I will he doesn't not want to come accept. After seems like he's afraid. I can take on his whole set. I'm a Everybody professional at NBC Sports. W- I'm willing. Howard, I'm, I'm ready. hemorrhaging Ford. respect for you at this time. Uh, well, uh, Paul, I wouldn't want to hurt the young champ. He's got his no. whole career ahead of him. Oh. Wow. He said he wouldn't want to hurt me. Actually, oh. by now, I've yet, I've only picked up that book called The Quran. I am by now, I still go by Clay, by Cassius Clay. I, I respect your beliefs. I respect your wishes. And I respect your right not to be viciously injured. But who respects you, Howard? You're insulting fire. the man, but refusing to box. I will I will not box this young. I've just gotten word from Jack Parr. We can start the tonight's show uh, 20 minutes late. I think that's all it'll take. Let's get <laughs> okay, this let's going. Get this first round, Mr. Cosale. And take off. bing! Take- Oh, I'm suddenly oh. in the ring. Two oh. shots to Cosell's face. Dancing. Oh, watch I'm yourself dancing. now, Ali. Okay. I'm put one hand behind my head. All one right, there's a shot to the liver boom. for you. Oh. There you go. Right. Enjoy that okay, one. So Have that one with some you gotta, gravy. You got to make them think that they got oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Jab. Tussle. Okay. Uh, uh, Whip around. Okay, Coach. Yeah, Cosell means it. Uh Okay. The contender is uh I'm out. Do you concede? Do you concede? I, I give up. Cosell, you I'm the new champion of the you world. Howard Cosell. Down goes Clay. <laughs> Howard Cosell is the world Down goes heavyweight. Cosell, champion. Followed by Clay. Up rises Cosell. Uh Cassius, would you care to join me in the broadcast table? Yes, um, sure, I will. We've got an opening now. He's gonna be busy defending okay, that belt. Great. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the start of a brand new future where the the champion is a white sports commentator named Howard. Cosell and uh, oh, as I adjust my hairpiece, ladies and gentlemen. The, he's got now, now, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the size and the inten- intellect of a Rocky. Marciano. Now, why don't you get up in here in this ring? Uh-oh. Uh oh, he's calling you out, Clay. <laughs> I think that point was to you. No, no, I was hoping you hadn't noticed. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, you. I've already had two fights. Damn it, Cosell. You gentlemen, it's really I love. I love our brunches. Scene. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> starting hot. I'm starting always hot. Uh, in the market to add to, to get a new. You could end any scene in a pinch with this phrase. And guys, I love our brunches. Yeah, is a good one. 
at a good brunch. Is my is mic is on? Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not here. Oh yeah, I can. Oh, let me see. Let me check, see. Let me check. see. Hold on. I've got you. You got ears. You got us in your ears. I have you in my ears. Oh wait, now I've lost you. You have. I have you in my ears. I've got a little bit of you. Okay. Uh, you. How about now? I've got a lot of me. Got a lot of me. I don't, mm. don't got a lot of me. Is now it? you're in. Now I'm in. Now you're in. Yeah. Do I just yeah. waste a Muhammad Ali bit? On... No, no. I could hear <laughs> yeah, it. You could hear it. It's I could yeah. hear it. Hopefully, it's. I am the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. My 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 a little bit funky too today. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I think it's. I think it's going. Hey man, you got the fan off before we started. You're I the got curve. it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Suggestion. I'm Ralph Jean Pierre. No suggestion to improv comedy talk show. We got guest co hosts Jeff Grimwood, Grimsey in the house. Hello, Are you everyone. Sure it's Jean Pierre. Let me, as someone who took French for three years in middle school, are you sure it's Jean Pierre? This has come up many times, many times? in my Everyone's life. Everyone's surprised, myself included. I I heard John Peter, Ralph John Peter. I thought, if you're going to, if you're going to do the Jean Pierre, you might as well, if you're going to Jean it, you might as well. American I mean, I'm not, it's not a choice. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not. Then go like. Oh, I'm gonna go with Jean Pierre. It was decided when I was born. You lost your birth certificate, bro. You I did redo- lose my. We talked about this before. I did lose my birth certificate. You had a redo, bro. You did it once. I could have done went. anything. I could have done. Your birth certificate isn't oh. written out phonetically. You got. You. <laughs> <laughs> I dictated it, like in the yeah. dictionary when they put the funny. The last. <laughs> I don't care how people say it. As long as you you're, you're trying your best, I don't care. Jean in Philadelphia, Pierre, he's Jean Ralph Pierre. John Pierre. John Pierre. G O J J O H N. No, like John. That's a thing I only recently learned of. Apparently. Oh, a John J O J W N. Right. It doesn't really make John. sense in in the context of your name. Well, I just like to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to say John because he's a pimp. So he's a John. John. I'm a, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, it's we're, true. It's we're true. Getting toxic now. Um, uh, and our guest today is Dejan Tesfagorius. Tesfagorius. Tes. Damn it. So, Tess- so you changed my name. You changed my ah. name, but you can't change your name. Uh, All right, folks, we're going to open up the call <laughs> lines now. If you have a phone belonging to 6082, I'm not done. Not done. <laughs> I lost You're, my phone on Tuesday. So oh, man. Out. How emotionally have you been taking that? How The first two hours were the worst. And then uh, beyond that, people on the su- strangers on the subway were nice enough to let me call my phone from their phone. Mm. Wow. And the first four calls at least rang twice, and then they hung, they hung up to go to voicemail. Then I went to my buddy's house off uh, the Utica stop. And he was like, all right, do this, do this, do that. You got to use the Find My Phone app on Samsung. You got to go create a Samsung account, all this other stuff. And then uh, I was actually, oddly enough, by the time I got back to Washington Heights, where I'm at, I was relaxed. I was like, oh, shit, it's kind of nice not mm. to be waiting for someone's text to mm-hmm. ask me to do something. Wow. So the past two days, I've been on my, my sister's old iPhone that she gave me. <sighs> got a, a nice, hot iPhone 7. Hot. Wow. <laughs> nice, hot iPhone 7. <laughs> That uh, I can use over Wi-Fi. That's how we've been texting over Instagram. I've been there, man. I've been there just using Wi-Fi. Usually for me, it's when I haven't mm. paid the bill. Paid the bill. Haven't paid the bill. Um, yeah, but using that Wi-Fi, life, I hope. I've been I there. hope the guy that took my phone pays the bill because this. I hope he keeps up. <laughs> get some good use out of it. Or something. Yeah, get some mileage. It's a good phone. Uh, no, I yeah. no. It's a Samsung S10e. This is like a five-year-old phone. I don't know why they would keep it. Probably threw it away for me. It's it's not a great phone, but if for me, it was like, yeah, this works. This is nice. Are you, and you were keeping this phone because are you, is it because you're a creature of habit? Well, the Samsung is mine, 
And then the old iPhone is my sister's. Yeah, but the Samsung was old, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why were you holding on to it? Creature of habit? Or are you just like, I don't feel like getting a new phone? Oh, or? yeah. I don't feel like upgrading. Once I know the thing that, once I know and customize the thing that I like, it usually takes me like a month to, cool, I got to set my color temperature to warm. I set my, like, get the apps I like, all this stuff. I don't like changing it. I, I even, like, leave it in the other room during work hours or writing hours. So I have to be more conscious of going to it instead of just sitting on the phone and then but habitually every 15 minutes like, oh, let me see what whoever's up to on mm-hmm. Instagram. Let me just let Instagram create whatever interests that are vague. I was vaguely into last year. Oh, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. So. And nothing will suck me back into something I'd gotten over than Instagram. Uh-huh. But then the ads on Instagram where it's like, I stopped looking at like audio gear, blah, 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 uh-huh. you know? And I finally like, no, I have one of everything that I fucking uh-huh. need. I don't need anymore. Uh-huh. And then I'm fine with it. And then I open Instagram for the first time in three months. And the third thing is, you know, Amazon or Sweetwater or something. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. No, you uh-huh. know, I sold, Eva, I, I sold a base. So uh, Tuesday morning, sold the base that I. Uh, uh, my old roommate had, and then I was getting. No, I I, I put a posted on Craigslist last Friday. This is a Craigslist post, and I did two Google searches for what a Fender five string jazz bass costs. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I'm getting these five string jazz bass ads. And I was wow. like, no, you, you weren't. Looking. That was the output. That's not the input. Wow. Yeah, that was the output. And now they're giving <laughs> <laughs> give me ads for sperm donors can make fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's that's what I'm getting a lot of right now. That's, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting close. That I'm, seems like news you could use. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, I'm getting close. I'm gonna, Maybe they're like, oh, this guy, this guy with the five string jazz bass, he's got a lot of extra sperm. This guy's virile. This guy is virile. He's fertile. Um, how <laughs> um, six four? <laughs> so I'm interested. In I, want, I want to dig in. Uh-huh. Oh, so let me t- say the format of the show. It's basically a living room. I thought the format of this show was novel, and then I realized it's just a living room. It's not novel. So basically, we'll just talk about whatever we want to talk about, anything we want to talk about. And at any point during the show, any of the three of us can initiate an improv scene. You just start an improv scene whenever you feel like it. Uh, maybe it's based on what we're talking about uh-huh. um, in some loose sense uh, or, or directly, whatever. And then um, at any point, the, the scene could be 30 seconds or three minutes long, um, however long it goes. And at any point, any of us can call a scene when we feel it's appropriate. And that's it. And then we'll just jump in and out of improv scenes. If we get four improv scenes in this hour, it shows exactly an hour. If we get four improv scenes in this hour, that'll be fantastic. If we do more than four, stupendous. I'll be ecstatic. <laughs> if we do less than four, I will feel like you did when we'll you lost four. your phone. We'll do four. We'll uh, do four. Four, four, four. Four will happen. We got, four. We got one down. We got one, one already happened. In the Thanks. can. Yeah, Dunzo. Thanks. Um, Can I turn I, my headphones down a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, oh no. Yes. Just my uh, I, I, receiving end. Oh, okay. Let's see. Your yours are right. Mine's here. Mine's here. Uh huh. How's that? Oh yeah, that's good. That's okay. Good. good. Thanks. Let me know if you want them to go up at all. Same for you, Grimsy. I got you. I want to know how are you in general with change. Asian. with change small question small questions uh, to start yeah. i don't know i like establishing <laughs> consistency so I, it has to i hate surprises mm. that's it I, my birthday was august 1st so my <laughs> wife wanted to throw me a surprise party and i said hey, i said no i'm sorry baby. Mm. you can't you can, not, I'm she, not she, when she even told you about it, and that's <laughs> even even that 
Well, she no. said she made plans. She was like, I made I made plans. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you. I'm gonna, I made plans. It's going to be a surprise. And I said, well, tell me what you did because it's not the time for surprise. We we're also moving out of our apartment, mm. getting ready to drive across the country to Wisconsin and Minnesota, where each of us is from. Mm. And we have a bid on a new co-op in, in uh, East Flatbush. And all. there's a lot of stuff happening on August 1st. And then I was like... Just tell me what you have planned. That's and that's your birthday. That's my that's my birthday. Does that, does that make you like that's is that like dead in the heart of Leo season? Heart of Leo. Yeah, you <laughs> two weeks in. I gotta say, Dejan, I I I think the world of you. I think you're uh, incredible. <laughs> don't don't you butter are me up. Strong cool. start. Don't butter me up to take a bite. I'm not gonna take a bite. Take I, a bite. <laughs> you for you. This will go however you want it. I've never, I don't think I've ever met somebody who's more Leo than you. You more are Leo? the purest Leo I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. You're such pure Leo energy. Like, I, I didn't know your birthday, and I've always thought, like, that guy is a Leo. What's Leo's uh, confidence? Is that, that's one of the, one of the parts? I think, I think what I would say a Leo is, is like, they are, we they are, are actually, it's a, actually a quality that I think is beautiful. Is Leos are linear and Leos are what they present. Mm. Like Leos, this is what I feel like Deja when you walk into a room, what people see is what it is. You're like, this is it. This is it. Wow. I am not to say you don't have depth and I know you're a very smart man. I'm but shallow. I, I'm shallow. <laughs> but I think you just show up and you're like, this is when you show up, that's it. That's uh-huh. what it is. And it very in the moment and very like, what are we doing? I also feel like you're like a like a like a golden retriever. Like a like, a, like energy and enthusiasm, not uh, like a lazy, fluffy one, but like a yes, what's happening? Yeah, I had, I had brightness. A girl, yo, I, every time I hear Golden Retriever, I had a girlfriend in like oh, this was like in two thousand nine or two thousand eight, two thousand nine. She would say this phrase so often. She's like, "Well, you know, I'm loyal as a golden retriever." And in the back of my head, I was like, "Don't compare yourself to a dog." This is a weird. <laughs> I never told her that, but every time in the back of my head, it was like one of those things where she's like, well, you know, I'm loyal. I was like, yo, you're, you're going to your friend's whatever bachelorette party in the middle of your work week, whatever. She's like, oh, I'm loyal as a golden retriever. I was like, ah, don't. <laughs> don't call yourself a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. So if I get everybody's attention, yeah. uh, you know, the man of the hour, Samuel's retiring. Okay, okay. And I... he said, no matter what, just don't do a big thing where everybody makes a toast and pays compliments. Guess what, Samuel? That's what you get. We got it. That's it. what you okay. get, Samuel. All, All right. right. So I'm going to start because I'm the it. second most seen. Now I'll be this most senior guy in the All shop. Right, everyone gets a shot at the boss. I understand. Any tools Samuel leaves behind, I get to take them. He, did, right. he, already, but he already got dibs on him. Samuel oh. is as innovative as a maggot. Say it, Rick. Say it's it. Like, he's like a maggot, right? Like, you put him in any situation, he's gonna and he's going to find a way to make it into a growth personality. So, so you're saying, you're saying dung, decaying flesh, he's going to make it through. Hold on, through. Tim, Tim, I, I, you, you were saying magnet, because I'm, I'm, attra- I'm like attracted to the energy of the uh, company. You're not? I mean, yeah, you're like a magnet for trouble. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I think you're uh, saying maggot. No, like maggot. A, mag- like a, a maggot. maggot, like a larval fly. Okay. Maggot brain. Well, I, I, I would appreciate if you, didn't say, if you didn't say those things around my, my kids and my grandkids are oh. here. And my wife also came out because, I mean, apparently you all invited them. They gave me the pre-surprise. It's a surprise. Work. You like a surprise? Yeah. 
Okay, well, I, well, this guy you know, is this guy is I would like, proud I would like as a crow. Samuel is proud like as a, a dark crow. Samuel's like a pervert on the train. He's gonna give you a surprise, but he'd love it if you gave him one. Huh? Yeah. It's a good quality, like Not a pervert on a train. Hey, oh, yeah, okay, little roast. Uh, well, anyway, here's a, here's to a cheers to my top two sellers. Thank you. And uh, you know, may may the numbers I brought bring you also good joy. You two are. Um, you are just the, the, we're in the doghouse together. <laughs> this guy, man, he's like a, we say he's we're like, like a skunk because he's just going to shower on, can, you Hang on, Mike. Praise. He's retiring. We don't got to put up with this kind of stuff anymore. You're saying we're like dogs? Really? You're saying we're like dogs? Well, yeah, 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 like, like the, you know how, we, how when we close a sale, we all go, rawr, 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 rawr. so it's just the three of us. We're in the doghouse. Working it out. We're I understood that tradition to be uh, like we were a football team. Like we were the offensive line of a football team. And yeah, like just the shot, Eagles oh, or oh, the oh, Falcons. Oh. But now you're telling me you thought we were like dogs this whole time. No, well, like a, like a, like a pack. Well, like we roll together. No, no, no. Uh, you guys are just taking and, and I'm sorry. Little... You know what? This is your night. This is your party. I shouldn't be taking okay. umbrage at anything. I apologize. Standing over here by the uh, punch, smelling my own butt. By well, the let's punch. Just, let's let's smell my let's own just butt. Get, how about we just get? I to mean, the DJ. Thing, Samuel is kind of like a drug overdose. Okay, like he makes you, he pushes you to your limit, and maybe you end up, you know, crapping your pants and puking in the nightstand. But you're stronger for having interacted with him. You're like a drug overdose. Samuel's okay. like my mom, and then he makes me feel bad about myself. Okay. Um, well, I'm also like your stepdad in that I give you the tough love that you need. And how about how about this? How about you're the bloody tampon of the company? How about that, Tim? I like the sound of it. Are you saying I, uh, I'm the proof that the necessary work of creation is always ongoing? And that as a team, when we're in sync, everybody leads together. But don't leave me in the sink too long because I make a mess. Sam, you're, you're also like my stepfather in that you raised me. See, now that's an analogy that we can all... Classic Samuel. It's his night. It's compliment Samuel night. And he's giving us compliments. Calls me a bloody tampon. The Because somebody make a plaque for when I take over Samuel's office, which he doesn't realize I'm doing, but he's vacating it. So I'm going to take it and put a big plaque on the wall that says, it's me. Welcome to the bloody tampon zone. Now, your kids, kids, you should be like your dad. This guy's like a maggot. Oh, I'm sorry. We have a customer. Uh, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Scene. <laughs> Perfect. I'm the second most senior guy second at this McDonald's. You did it. You got two. 11.20. Two fucking scenes in. Woo! Well, how's, how's, the, how's the swears and uh, what, is, what are we rated? Is, uh, Internet radio, baby. Every, okay, perfect. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. Uh, your support keeps us going. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide free and open platform in our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. Hey, you read some, Dajun. Start from the we. Well... Uh... We. We? Yeah, we. Right here. Oh, okay, okay. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every yes. dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Uh, we are a 501c3 yes, Lord. nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Praise Please him. Please support with a monthly pledge yes, or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org forward slash donate. Y'all don't this hear me. This has been a message <laughs> from Dejin, that's D-E-J-E-N as in Nancy, and Chris Rock coming through a Radio Free Brooklyn. You want a rib? <laughs> Just one rib. How much? How much for one rib? Fantastic. We did it. 
Um, that was way ahead of the curve as well. Maybe you're doing more. Are you doing that earlier these days lately? I, well, if somebody brings it up, if somebody's like, hey, basically, I only say this is listener supported radio. Nobody, there's no standards here. You talk about what the listeners want. like it. They get what they want. They like, also, it's 11 p.m. show. I'm a certified producer at Brick mm. Public Media. And so if they're, for their adult shows, they just put you after, I think, 1030 or 11. Deja, you're an industrious. Aren't you also an engineer, a scientist, or something? No, I used to work in tech sales. Tech sales, tech okay. Tech sales, yeah. You, you, you're a jazz musician. Uh huh. You're a producer at Brick. You're you make film and video. You're a comedian. You're a sketch writer. You're an actor. You're you you were in sales. Um, is there some? I feel like you can freestyle that, rap. You can rap. Oh, I do you, kickbox. Muay Thai kickbox. Kickboxer. Oh my gosh, you're a, you're. I gotta a man stop of all, all this seasons. shit though, man, because I'm like, it's like electives. My whole life is just fucking. Just, <laughs> I'm like taking a bunch of electives and not having a major. That it's is, very <laughs> rare that it's very rare that I'm in the show and I know what the title of the episode is going to be. Oh, I yeah. think it's only happened one time, but Ugh. you've already given it to me. That's the title. Yeah, your life, life is just electives. Life is just electives. That is that's great, dude. I mean, yeah, Taking, you, like uh, gamelan drumming, Eastern gamelan for one credit. <laughs> wow. Eastern Gamelan drumming for one credit. What was I mean, your nuts. degree in, in in college? Saxophone performance and entrepreneurship. So I was a business major and a music major. And the show, the, the show that I'm uh, uh, working on, like what I did with Brick, is a, is a podcast intensive. And it's a show called Dormitory Glory Stories. And mm. It's like a podcast one on one with a. Uh, person i interview about college stories they maybe forgotten or you know they mm. think back and laugh on yeah and then a character guest comes on ideally from the world so we had julia schroeder and lauren gamiel lauren was an upright bass major at uh her college at university of miami and then the character guest was a bride the maid of honor practicing her wedding speech and then so it's a fun show if you look up dormitory glory on youtube Sounds nice you'll find it and you'll you'll be Love right in the pocket. plugs. How long have you been doing that podcast? I just launched it like June first, and I have two more episodes to post. Okay, uh, probably this. Oh, week. this is like a mini series. Um, I'm trying to do like by season. So if I I want if I can get like ten episodes out by the end of the year, I'll be in good shape. I'll be really happy. And I you, have. And you film it over in their facilities over there. Mm -hmm. I had one the. I can record two at a time, so mm. I just book a three-hour block, and for one episode, you would be the get, you would yeah. be like the per human I interview, and you're the character that comes on, and then great after an hour and a half, feed people lunch, whatever, and then we just switch. That's so awesome. I talk to you about some of your stories, and then you would be the character guest as yeah. whatever the janitor or like the. Do they? I, I mean, I'm curious about all the nitty gritty of it. Like, do they give you a crew and everything, or you bring your own crew? No, or? you bring your own crew. Okay, do you have to use their gear? Yeah, you have to use our gear. Because that's like a legit like TV studio. Yeah, it's a pretty, setup it's a pretty much set up like this. The uh, podcast studio that was want to GoPro over here. And then I could use their cameras to set up, but just mm -hmm. like y'all have a, a cell phone set up, I could just set up a phone here on y'all and then another one here. It's just the editing. Editing. I fucking hate editing. Mm. I hate the editing. The edit of everything. And, you know, with true Leo energy, I want the first version to be mm. it, to be done. You but, do like a multicam editing cut between them kind of deal? If yeah, if I ask a friend that was also like a, that's also a producer there, then they could run the room or run the booth. Mm. So ideally, if you have a crew of three people, like myself and two people, could do it. 
but then one has to be switcher and sound. And yeah. The other one's just like checking levels or something. But hey, this is, I, I, the whole I, thing. I, my, this is mostly only interesting to the two people talking <laughs> alarms going off, uh, which I've had to have tuned for myself for years and years. But uh, yeah, like we can talk about that. That's very that? interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good, yeah I did a couple. I've done a couple of improv workshops there over the years. Just oh, a couple no times. It's been a minute. But like the facilities and the whole vibe there were always really cool. Yeah. And for the crazy thing about. Uh, like Manhattan Neighborhood Network, uh, Brooklyn Public Media, even maybe you all get it too, is that uh, companies like Verizon or AT&T or anyone that uses the airspace of New York, there's a law, I think every state has a law, that in order to use the airspace, just the waves lo- running around us, they have to fund a non-commercial channel. Mm. So that's what Manhattan Neighborhood Network is. It's the non-commercial channel for all that all these companies have That's to pay into. That's amazing. Like I know back in Chicago there was a public access channel. My understanding, my vibe was always like New York had a much more robust and like used ecosystem of it. Like people would actually go ahead and do it and they would know it, do it. They would always like like legendary famous like shows that everybody knew like the mm-hmm. crazy shows on the on the whatever, on the like the Tom Green show. That was a Canadian public access show. No kidding. Before yeah, before all, a lot of his bits, yeah, especially with the faces blanked out in the first season, mm. those were filmed in Toronto, and he just had this public access show, and he was just this nuts guy. And MTV found him and was like, "Let's let's invest in this. Let's see what's see what's up with this dude." I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, public access is it. It's also the people that there. It's like half of them are church shows, some of them are people <laughs> talking about sports, and that's, I'm like. This is it's like study hall. It's like the equivalent of adult study hall. Yeah. It's great. Do it's, people watch? Do people watch? Uh, that's the question don't we don't ask and we don't, don't need know. or want the answer to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know people. Yeah, like, I don't know if anybody's ever listened to this show. <laughs> I know people listen to the. I know people listen to the podcast after the fact, but I don't know if anybody's listening to the show like, live. In, live. In this context, to be the in the context of public access television, anything like this, the 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 answer to the question, like you know. Uh, if a tree falls in the forest and, and there's nobody there to hear it, uh-huh. d- it doesn't make a sound. Well, the answer is the trees hear it. The trees hear the it. The trees are growing this and learning by falling, falling down. 413 on the hour. 413 on the hour. Traffic. Traffic is a little congested coming up the BQE. And again, our question is, is anyone watching this? Is anyone out there watching this? Call in 212-555-5555. If you're watching this, please call in. We've been. I've been broadcasting on this. Network yeah, I don't know if they're going to pick up. I dialed. I called the number, but I mean, it, well, try him again, Harry. Maybe if he gave out the real number, but I hear it's up on the five number. Maybe, maybe they have an Instagram channel. Someone or someone can can communicate via that. Does anyone have a? Real it's ringing. Channel? I make a six near seven figure salary. There's a full staff here. Uh, I've never met a single person who's told me they've seen this channel. It's ringing. Does anybody watch this show? I mean, Marty, don't just call them. Why don't we go down to the studio and, and let's let's liven them up a That's little? That's a good bit. point. We're members of the public. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Get in the car. Yeah. You can get in there right here. I mean, it's just. I often point. ask my children if they've seen. Uh, have you seen Daddy on television? Yeah. And uh, somehow they're always like, "Oh, yeah, we're we members of the public." I'm just going to pick the lock. We don't have a television, Pop Pop, and I forget it's that we don't have man. a television. Mr. Summers, and Mr. Summers, do, and I are you all broadcasting? Yeah. Click. Click. All you, right. Get in there. Hi there! Oh my God! Oh my God! Welcome, welcome to television, Diane. Oh. We're on. This is live television, folks. Please oh. don't oh. rob us. Don't. Liver than ever, because Diane Hi. and Marty are here. Hi! Hi. Oh my God! We're members of the public, and uh, we're accessing your show. 
We watch it. In answer to your question, I tried calling on the phone. <sighs> we watch it. Mr. It's Mr. been eleven years, Mr. Simmonson. We no one's ever ever reported they ever saw anything. No, 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 no. We we sent. Are you sure it's me you're watching? Yes, Mr. Simmonson. We we we've written letters. We've sent emails that have all bounced back. Oh, and I'm looking God. over here. I'm looking at your switchboard here, and in it's plugged into the phone line, but the electric plug's not in, so none of the lights are lighting up. Look, I'm going to plug this in. The switchboard's lit all up. It's like a Christmas tree. What? Every single person in our swimming class at the YMCA loves your show. I'm going to pick up this phone. Hello? Hi. I'm also calling to say that I love your program. I love you. I love you. I am a What's your name? I'm a child murderer. My name is Agnes. I've murdered a few children. All right. Well, I love you. I've got to go. Let's try another one. I love you. Let's pick up another call. Hello. Okay, player, this is Steve Harvey, and I'm here at the Family Feud. You have been called on as a member of the public. Now, now, player, what is your answer to the number one question of what is the most popular show to watch in bed? Good morning, America. Survey says. Uh, okay, player, now. Did you make that sound yourself, it's, Steve it's Harvey? Your, it's your show, Mr. Samuelson. Just say Samuelson on public access. That's Sam, everybody calls Samuelson it. on public access. Okay, well, we're going to hang up and we're going to go back on to the Johnson family. All right. I, I, this is amazing. I mean, I've been paid very handsomely to do this public access show somehow. Well, but that, that was our, actually our question and our reason for inquiring, uh, Mr. Samuelson, um, because public access broadcasters legally can't be paid. So we were wondering, uh, where's your money coming from? I'm funded by the mob. Which 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 mob? Like a flash dance? The Cosa Nostra? The, yeah, the Italian mafia. And the Irish The mafia. Scourge of Napoli? Yes. The Sicilian Hello? curse? Why are you talking bad and talking ugly about us on your show? I know I, who this is? I, I know who this is, Mr. Sicilian. Mr. Scolioni. Yeah. Please don't. They call me that because my back is shaped like a, one of those S's you drew in sixth grade. It's shaped like the cool S. It was. Uh, I, I, how come you guys have let me be in the uh, air for eleven years and not let me know that anybody's yeah. been watching? Are you an expert in money laundering? Yeah, yeah. No. I, you then of, you wouldn't know. Are you aware of the circumstances? How many? How much effort has to be made in order to clean a wad of? Cash. I only know how to report the traffic and the morning news. And you do a great job of it, Mr. Samuel. Say, Hello, mobsters. Quiet, you. Okay. Hey, you guys, uh, I just want to thank you for showing up here. I may not be much longer for this world, but. Well, I mean, we are members of the public, but I Diane mean, and I. We certainly are. And we've, she's we've, a, an excellent attorney, and I'm a licensed gun-carrying bodyguard. Very much do like your show and would love for it to continue if any way possible. We didn't come here looking for work, and, and we wouldn't take your money because it's dirty my money or clean my money. But uh, we will pro bono protect you for the sake of all your legions of fans, including Mr. Steve Harvey. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 419 in the hour, and this has been Morning Mondays scene. <laughs> <laughs>
Beautiful. All right, half an hour into the show and three scenes in. Woo! We're going to go back to the mics and back to the conversation. What we call the living room. Now, when it comes to living rooms and couches. I and love this posture. You're taking this beautiful hit it. <laughs> when it comes to living rooms and couches and everything else in the morning drive time, we'd like to have a brief conversation. And quick shout out to our sponsor. Uh, viewer, viewers like you. <laughs> viewers like you. <laughs> um. Dude, is there any way people? I would give my phone number out, but that but it doesn't exist. Is there any way people could text or Instagram somebody to there see? There is if, a phone. There is a call. I have never used it. Yeah, let's see if anyone's call. call. Anyone would call it. So just can you give the number out? I don't know how to a- activate it. <laughs> I've never tried. Up. Can you pick it up? Is there a ringtone? Fire up the Brooklyn phone. This is just us talking. Yeah. Is there a ringtone? There's a dial tone. Oh, hell yeah. Let's give the number out. Let's see if anyone. Number is 718-673-8201. This is no. once again an invitation to call us if you are listening live. One 718. More time. One more slower, slower, slower. 718-673-8201. Yeah. Now, perhaps hilariously or very accidentally meta, we don't totally know if this has a working ringer, if there's a flashing light. Oh, yeah? So somebody could be actually listening, start calling in, and be like, these assholes are doing the scene. We're do- Pick up the phone. <laughs> They're playing a prank on us. If and then three weeks from now, no. Ralph will have started doing this every time. Oh, my God. He always gives the number. It never rings. And then finally somebody shows up and is like, Ralph, or maybe like somebody you know gets into improv uh-huh. so they can come in here and be like, hey, Ralph, I call you every week and you never pick up. That's and then so Ralph cries. Funny. Yes. Is there a, this is like, uh, how how late do you put this out after the live broadcast? It'll be on next Tuesday. So when people Tuesday hear this, it'll be, next. it'll be Tuesday. Tuesday next. Okay. It'll do you be, know the know Mr. Show day. sketch? That's called the pre-taped live call-in show. Oh, I, I think I've seen that sketch, but please describe it. Okay. I love Mr. Show. It's about uh, David Cross plays like a public access community person. So what he does is week one, he tapes a show, okay? Week two, he plays show one while recording a new episode. Week three, he plays episode two, but he's live in the studio with someone on episode three. So constantly, people are calling in to talk to last week's guest, even though he's on the air with a new person, (laughs) because they think it's live. But the show that they're watching is week two. When it, so, who was your guest three. here last week, Ralph? Um, last week, who was our guest? Billy Soko. Oh, so nice. the phone's gonna ring, and they're gonna go. They're gonna go like, "So, I got a question for Billy." I got a question. Um, the <laughs> thing that he just said about like women being funnier than men, he's right. But I want to talk it through. Well, you know, he's we not like, here. We can ask Dajan this question, but yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, that's... like actually, we have Dajan in the studio right now. <laughs> oh, where's Billy? <laughs> Hi, hi. I'm calling for Sydney Duncan. I saw her on your Instagram page. She that was... was a year ago. Okay. I would call for Sandy Duncan. Is she available? Yeah, it's Sandy. <laughs> From the Hogan family. That was nearly 40 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Who's the... the so that's a no. Wait, I think I remember. How did that theme song go? The Hogan... I don't remember. I don't think... I think it was in that in that like truly golden era of sitcoms. Where you know Sandy Duncan? Do you know that right? Hogan's Heroes? No, Hogan's yeah. Family, which was it was Valerie's family. Then Valerie died. And so oh. then it was no, sorry, it was Valerie, and then Valerie died. So then it was Valerie's family in the show or and for real? I think in the show, but maybe also for real. I've never been clear on that. And I read up on this like a few months ago, and I can't remember who played Valerie. Is that blonde? It was lady, Valerie right? Harper? 
Oh, but Valerie Harper's still alive. I don't fucking know who it was. Oh, I'm making okay. shit up. Okay. Well, no, but, but it was. It, it might have been Valerie fucking Harper, or any. I don't know. I don't know. Was Honestly, it, I don't it, know. But she was it, somebody everybody loved, and uh-huh. then I think either she died or she left the show. But then the character definitely died, and so then it was Valerie's family, and then and then Hogan's they brought family. in Sandy Duncan because they like the show was missing like a, a charming woman at mm-hmm. the core. Mm-hmm. So they brought and basically had the dad start uh start I think start dating. Sandy Duncan's character, or maybe she was a nanny. I don't really remember. But then, it, and then it became the Hogan family. He went huh. closer, and at the end is ear, and it was all to say the love is as serious as her No idea. What what era was it? What era sitcom was it? Mid eighties. Does this sound familiar? It doesn't. Okay, good. I think that was the. I think that was the theme song. Man, it's embedded in my brain. I don't know where that's coming from. Believe that show. Had a young Justin Bateman. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. yeah. Okay, I remember all this because Jason Bateman. Jason, his Thank sister you. is Justine Bateman. There you go, Jason Bateman. Uh. Yeah. So there's a there's an improv guy um, did stuff in Chicago for many years. I think he might be in have been in L.A. and his um, his name is Eric Honeycutt. He's great, and uh, I used to see him do stuff in Chicago. And then I was at a festival in North Carolina, and he was there. And then like we both did like the fact, and I did a couple things, and like. And and I said to him, uh, and like we were like chatting, and and like we knew people in common, and I was like, and I was like, yeah, no, it's great, like it's great to meet you. I actually know, it's like I actually know your brother, uh, from from when I was around in Chicago, uh, your brother BJ, and he's like, that was me, and I'm like, huh? And he's like, this has happened before. I'm like, what? He's like, people know me, but if they only, you know, if like if it's somebody you knew and then you don't see them for a while, and then at some point they conflate me in their head with. BJ Honeycutt, the character on MASH. He said, there's more than one person. You're not the first one to come up and think that I'm related, that like they, like literally it's happened where people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're BJ Honeycutt. He's like, no, that's, I'm Eric Honeycutt. Anyway. Wow. Huh. This is not really much of a story. Um, that's really bizarre. But I never though. had a chance, but I literally, I was absolutely certain that I knew a dude who looked a lot like him, but was his brother. Uh-huh. And I had seen him do all kinds of shows and his name was BJ Honeycutt. It's like, no, there is no, I have no brother. I'm the only boy in the family, and my name is Eric, and I did all the things you just Does described. he look like the character that you... No, no, wow. BJ Honeycutt, if I remember really, is like very big and tall and like bald with the mustache in the 70s, uh-huh. and Eric Honeycutt is like small and trim and blonde. Our and... memories are fail us. That oh, yeah, and I was so scary. sure of it was the thing. I was so sure of it that I kind of short-circuited past even being embarrassed. I was like, oh, He's, and it was the kind of thing where it's like it was such a bizarre dumb mistake that there was no it was no way it wasn't just an honest mistake uh-huh dude how'd you how'd you segue out of it um i was like oh shit and he's like it's happened before I was like, that's really weird i guess that was you it, 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 and, they kinda, and then somebody else walked in and it petered out you know <laughs> the, uh okay here's my big i bring this up because i was sure it was justin bateman and it was absolutely jason bateman of course it's really close you're both midwestern boys oh yeah chicago yeah you're from, from Chicago? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're from Wisconsin, Madison, Madison, okay. Wisconsin. All right, all right. Yeah, I see, I see you. I see mm-hmm. a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma, my grandma lived on uh, South Cornell Street in the South Side of Chicago. Okay, nice. Oh. I grew up in a neighborhood on the far south side called Beverly. Beverly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Beverly. But did you spend a lot of time in Chicago? Uh, every summer we go down. I spent like maybe a month there and then come back up. It was it was cool. I really dug. The environment, billboards in Spanish. That was the first thing that hit me mm. like, when I was maybe six. Just driving down from Madison, Wisconsin, a uh, pretty liberal dot in the red state. 
and then college town both my parents tied to the university and we drive to chicago and i was like yo they got five lane highways and billboards in spanish and the radio is playing like new music to me at mm. six. yo this is wild this is great this is like embedded uh, minor uh, whatever embedded diversity culture not just like hey we have a bunch of international students on our campus wow check out, we've got rock check and out polka this. on the radio yeah Hey, look, an Ethiopian and a Thai restaurant. We got it on the same street, on State Street. This is wild. You got German beer and Belgian beer. Yeah. <laughs> I did. So what, for you, like, growing up in Madison, were you, like, what is, what is the, what's the upbringing like there? What is the, what is the life like? Is it, like, an idyllic suburban life? You're in a college town, so you're probably, like, there's young people around. Yeah. I did notice two layers of adults. My my parents had me at forty, so they were like, I have pretty well established, like career established, whatever. But then my I would go to campus a lot and see people who were bigger than me, bigger than my older brothers, but not, but still asking for advice. And those were like college students or graduate mm. students. So that got me hip to like, oh shit, okay, cool. Life is on a, it's all an upward trajectory. It's not just. Now, teen, adult. There's like there's levels even within each level. So that to me was like a nice uh, thing to experience or just to see. And my mom, as a professor of African American Studies and Women's Studies, uh, Elva Hugh Boscom, chair of the African American Studies Department, at UW Madison. Boom, still got it. Hmm. But seeing her like command a lecture hall of 300 students, I was like, oh shit, you're like people appreciate mm. you. And then my dad would be in like a cubicle doing his administrative like academic stuff I'm like okay cool that's that's nice just like a statistician for universities um but it was it it's like uh it took the intimidation out of presenting the people away ah that's great so pretty much the the hip thing of like how do i say it? madison is like forty thousand people come to the campus every year and then it's a town of two hundred forty thousand maybe so like a fifth of the people are out six of the people are are gone in the summers. And so that to me was like, okay, as soon as I have a bike, probably when I start going out independently, it was like 14. That's when you're going downtown, you see the acts that are doing colleges, start to see independent hip hop acts, start to see like drunk parties, all this stuff was getting into like drinking and partying with college students, probably by my freshman or sophomore year in high school. Mm. So I got a lot of that out of my system mm. pretty young. And so when I was ready to like hit college in Minnesota, I was like work, work. Cause I, I already got already gotten maced for like fucking around <laughs> <laughs> during Halloween and you know it's a big party school too. Oh really? Yeah, a big party school, yeah. We, um, uh, in Madison, UW Madison, yeah. Okay. So it's a big party school, and I was I was uh I was I I think once I once I like doubled down on doing saxophone and like practicing, and I had a private teacher in the ninth grade, and so that was really like okay, cool. Let me just practice my two hours a day, whatever, and then. Very academic focus because my mom's from the south side of Chicago. My dad's from Eritrea, Northeast Africa. They both got like scholarships to go to UW Madison. And that's just kind of how they met and how I like, I was like, oh, there's a whole track of mm-hmm. coming up from gov, gov, affordable housing and government housing and a third world country to like, okay, let's use school. So I, that was like my focus on let's get out of Madison via school and. Like How do you pretty smart. pivot into comedy and acting from there? Uh, probably what I loved. 
I mean, not far. You're doing music, so it's not super far. Yeah, but. it's not not super far. I do remember being in pit orchestra, uh, playing in Kiss Me Kate, and what's what's the Sharks and the Jets? What's that one? West, West Side Story. Uh, Long Days Journey in the Night. Long Days Journey, yeah. 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 Uh, it was doing the musical. <laughs> right, not so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, in, in the Heights, yeah, in 2004 when I was in high school, yeah. Oh, no, wow. no, no, it was just uh, West, Side. West Side Story. Yeah, it was West Side Story. And watching my friends on stage, and I was in the pit orchestra, like, behind. <laughs> I'm one of, like, 36 high schoolers playing the soundtrack to what they're singing, and they're like, um, I'm on stage, and I was like, "Man, I want to do that. I want to do that shit. Why am I down here, mm. like, waiting for my saxophone solo that's eight measures between <laughs> between acts?" You know, and um, yeah. Also, like, I discovered Kids in the Hall in middle school, and that was like, wow, my show, Late Night Comedy Central. That was my shit. I was like, Insomniac. I do my homework, whatever. Hang out with my cousins, but then the late night programming on cartoon. Comedy Central. Yeah. It was like Bob and Margaret. It was South Park, two episodes of South Park. Then Bob and Margaret was there. Uh, Baby Blues was the last one. There was some show That's about college. Yeah. And then there was, uh, and then Kids in the Hall. And they would just show Kids in the Hall. And I was like, this is great. When I didn't even know what this is. You know, this is maybe like 1990. This show was 10 years old by right, then. Right, right. And they were just showing reruns. But I was like, this is all, it's super. Like lo-fi, it seems like it's a sketch that I could make. Like the the smartest high schoolers in the country could make this show, mm. and I really liked it. In like, girl drink drunk and chicken lady and all like chicken the stuff lady. that they were yeah. doing seemed so. I guess punk rock is the term, but just like it's wild, like the jackass people, like the jackass guy, like who gave these motherfuckers a, a camera and a show? Mm. But it seemed like the prior version of that. Mm. And from having older brothers, their show was in Living Color, and I, I like introduced the comedy. My dad's show was like SNL, and my mom likes tragedies. She's a black woman from the south. So she was like, <laughs> she loves like the color purple and the perfect storm, Jeez. and like anything that shows white people just in pain. Laughing, she loves, she's just she's laughing, just laughing her ass off. She's <laughs> like, ah, y'all all going drown. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait for this. Laughing her ass off to Amistad. Oh my god. <laughs> how did she? Did, did uh, you? Did you know how she felt about the film The Help? I don't know if she saw it. She probably didn't see it. I mean, that one, like, uh, you know, shitty white ladies get fed actual shit in a pie. I saw, I've only seen that scene from The Help. I've only seen that. that that's that's, that that's scene. the part worth watching. That's, that's the part, yeah. Uh, what are the movies she like? Oh, I remember in, uh, in my birthday, August 1st, uh, I don't remember what year it was. This is 96, maybe 97, but it was the day Spawn the movie came out. Mm. Michael and, Jai White. Yeah, that was and John Leguizamo as uh, mm-hmm. as, the, as the devil as the clown. clown. Yeah, the clown whose real name is like tariff, like sex executioner or some shit. It's it's so, not that, but something. It's, yeah, it's violator. Viola, violator. Oh my gosh, that demon's <laughs> name, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. Is it DC? That's DC. That's, that's image. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, Spawn. Todd McFarlane or Todd McFarlane had the idea he wanted to own it. Huh. Image Comics was formed by like a bunch of comics artists who were like were tired of their their work being mm-hmm. owned by the other companies, mm-hmm. so they formed their own. Where it suffered the creator owned. Is that like how you know Marvel DC? Where does it sit in the in the levels? You know, it's it's un, it's, it's just it, under those. It's there it's, with Dark Horse. Like then, Dark Horse are sort of like yeah. A, they're the two. They're the right, two you tiers. Got Marvel underneath. DC. You got like Dark Horse and Image. Nerd alert! You got Valiant <laughs> down here, but, and then you got like Archie kind of. On the side, yeah. Archie Comics, the most. So you guys, 
I'm gonna, it's my week. I get one week of Comics Club and I get the floor and we're gonna talk about the Archie universe of comics. Uh, all right. Well, it's just to call it a universe is a little, it's a little presumptuous. You're, you're stepping out a bit far. It's, it's, it's. Where does it take place? An ethereal, non existent void? Look, look, a comic book franchise owner. I'm just, I'm disgusted. Archie keeps creeping into the DC area, and I have no patience for it. Oh, you can let you can lend anybody and everybody to Scooby Doo, but you can't let a little bit of Archie have a villain who looks a tiny bit like the Joker. Uh, I, you do sound a little bit like Shaggy. Well, uh, gosh, Scoob, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, look, aside from that, just to focus, you know DC sells, you know Marvel sells. Listen, you guys, I am a comic book store owner on ketamine, and I need to catalog you guys in the way that you need to be cataloged. So I need you to sort this out amongst yourselves. Listen, get a crowbar, pry open your mind, and get ready for this. I don't need you. <laughs> you're, a, you're, an in, you're a book, okay? You're a set of books that I need to catalog and store somewhere. No, you the- don't. Why? I'll be just fine as long as there's supermarkets. I'm the one comics franchise that you can buy right next to the gum and the little cheap cars full of gummy Mr. Worms. Wayne, will you talk some sense into this? Uh... My name is Batman. All right. I didn't want to Wayne. blow your cover. Wayne. Okay. Well, let me just take this mask off since you want to be so fucking flagrant. <laughs> oh, my God. Look. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yes. Hot, yes. Okay. You clearly only read your own damn comics. Well, do you know who Jughead's mom is? Catwoman. No, Mrs. Phelps. This iced coffee is hitting the spot. Listen, guys, I need... I love our brunches. Look, Archie. <laughs> 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 and to do it at least once. All right, that's you four. Got it. Next ten. You I was accidentally it. veering into a pretty decent Casey Kasem oh, as Scooby. Oh, yeah. That yeah, makes yeah, me Casey very Casey Kasem Scooby. That's or so as fun. Shaggy, I guess, yeah. K- yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. Oh, that's solid. It's We've got to 50 very that's quickly. Fun. We've got How, yeah, what, what, uh, what... What are you working on now that you're excited about beyond you're trying to buy a, a house? Yeah, a co-op. In We're in, deep in the contract stage. It's it's a whole. It's like. Is that what the kind where there's like you got to do like interviews with the board? No, and, we got a loophole. Oh, that's good. We found a loophole. This is like a. Because that's bullshit. The thing that somebody owns it and it's, you don't have to interview and go through all that process. Bravo. So 10% of it is like, okay, cool. I don't feel like I'm on the voice being like, hey, I'm a. Writer for PBS who's currently on strike, but hey, I got the money to keep up with the shit, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, my wife and I are started the process like four months ago, and we're still like getting a house. Yeah, getting a, getting a co op. It's all right. That's just whatever life stuff. Wait, but, wait, wait. Talk about this day job. I remember like a year, yeah. year and a half ago, you you were saying you. I, I didn't. I didn't realize this was a a, a full time ongoing gig. Talk talk to us about it. Was it. a yeah. It was a fellowship. Hopefully, they'll have me back for season two when yeah. they get their funding and all that. But the show is called Work It Out Wombats, and it's on PBS. Woohoo! Yeah. And my episode is uh, the it's like three wombat kids in a world. This is a cartoon for world. It's a cartoon on, on yeah. PBS Kids. Yeah. Yeah, PBS kids. Baller. So uh, there was this fellowship I applied to January of 2022, and I got it. Five of us got got it. So we were brought on as like the to each write an episode Amazing. for this PBS kids series. Mm-hmm. And our episodes are like later because we were brought on after I think they had most of their main writing cast. 
And so that it was a fun fellowship. Every week we met with each other. We met with the head writer. We had uh, Kathy Wash. She was she was great and gave like great feedback on what goes into a kids script, mm. what goes into an academic script, and then why. You know, I I like like to sneak in jokes for the adults watching mm. with their kids, but they don't really do that. Wow! <laughs> so it was just it was seeing how they put together an episode from end to end, and there's like. Write, write an entertaining episode, yes, but also have something, a tangible learning skill that the kid can take away from it. Mm. So this focus of this show is, I think, for ages two to six, and it's STEM, like the foundations of STEM. So like nice. gr- grouping mm-hmm. or identifying things by color or shape. Or I wrote an episode where they learned to count. I should, can I talk about it? I wrote an episode that involves counting to 10. Nice, uh, nice. So uh, I hope it should be out. It's just like they, there's a lot of what are called assets, which are like individual pieces that the animators have to draw and put together. So like if there was a cartoon of, uh, of us doing this podcast right now, okay, this microphone's an asset. That microphone is a different asset because it's silver and black and this one's just black. This is a different microphone. Mm-hmm. So what the the... the illustrators would do is probably make these all the same microphone mm. that way they can use the same thing for same times. template yeah same template yeah and so, there's like a like a bin of like existing assets they yes. hope you use yeah so on, in my script uh, one of the notes i got was hey instead of this being a vacuum could it be a swiffer mm-hmm. because we already have a swiffer and if does can the person just be vacuuming i was like yeah sure Sure, it doesn't matter. They, they just have to be cleaning. Yeah, makes sense to me. I just got to say, uh, for my money, you are in like very awesome, rarefied company up there. Because uh, when my kid was growing up, we just never had cable. We never like had need to pay. Like, it just never made sense for us uh-huh. to pay for cable. Uh-huh. But what we could get was if you took the internet cable, split it, and plugged in the TV, there was like the broadcast channels couldn't be blocked legally. Oh, so we really? had PBS. And so he grew up watching just PBS kids. And the shows he grew up like watching religiously were by like on average way better than the crap his friends were watching uh-huh. on like Nickelodeon or Disney yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was good and like some of these shows they'd be on, so we'd watch them too. And like I see what you mean, where like I can't think of any times there was like you know like Looney Tunes or Disney style like jokes just for the adults. Uh-huh. But there's shows like like a lot of these shows would have good solid like character stuff in them, and like it was funny and enjoyable yeah. for us adults watching. Yeah. And sometimes there were parental behavior PSAs that would be in between them. And those were great. Uh, those sometimes are still catchphrases in our house. There's one where in the bad version, the mom is getting like just so she's so stressed out. She's trying to cook and the peas are boiling over and everybody's talking. And the mom goes and we still say this sometimes to each other in the house. But the mom goes, ah, stop the noise. Mm-hmm. And then everybody freezes and the kids are all scared. And then they like rewind and then do the better version where she just like, she like feels it and she makes eye contact with the kid and she goes like, <sighs> she looks like, <sighs> and then pulls a funny face and they all have a laugh. There was a million of these where it'd be like bad version of the parents, good version oh, of the parents. Yeah, it's like, and uh, some of them were hilarious. Good idea, bad idea on mm-hmm. Animaniacs is the old. Anyway, old sorry, I just like never that. get a chance to talk it's about been, PBS kids, but you're working for it's them. Fun. That's great. It's you're fun. contributing. I, I, yeah, this is a story that a lot of people can, can maybe enjoy. So we had the former head writer of Arthur. So in one of our weeks, great show, right? So, oh, gee, so, that's, that's yeah, yeah. So and he talked about like character design and stories and justification, and there were a couple of rules. He said he never shows uh, violence, doesn't show direct romance, so no characters kissing, and 
It was one, no, like no swearing. So those were like his just sort of boilerplate rules. Which oh, was, what the fuck, obvious. Buster? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to ask him this question because um, he, he talked about like how much care you put into creating your characters and the moments and making sure there's a lesson and a takeaway. So I said, how do you feel like knowing this episode of Arthur, it's now reduced to like a, a meme, the mm-hmm. fist meme, uh... the fist meme. So you talk like you're talking about all this going into it. And how do you feel that sort of the legacy of this 20 year show is now like uh... scrolled through and it's a, it's a meme of anger. And he did laugh. He laughed. And then he said, you know what? I'm glad that we're still in the lexicon of what people find entertaining because you know, however people find the show or discover the show, hopefully they can dig in to see the episode, to see the moment. He doesn't actually hit DW. It does a cut, and you see his sister fall back after she breaks his airplane. Oh, so you're able yeah. to express the anger. Mm. You're able to express the emotion and say, like, it is okay to have these feelings without directly showing that violence. And That's what, and uh, what Scott McCloud in Understanding Comics calls closure. Closure. Wow, dude. I don't. Do you know this book? No, this it's is like one of the most formative books of my life. It's like, let me think, one of the great art books mm-hmm. ever made. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's kind of a Rosetta Stone for all art. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a beautiful book. I don't know if you're a comic book guy. But just for storytelling in general, it's great. This guy, okay. and I'd put Zot up there too. That's the one. See, I've never read Zot. Zot is beautiful, mm. and it's just as good as Understanding Comics. But Understanding Comics, it's like a deconstruction of comic books as an art form mm. by this comic book artist who's like, um, he's very, he's not he's not got a flashy style, but he has a very deep understanding of comic books as an art form. He's mm-hmm. a writer and artist named Scott McCloud, and a really great understanding of like storytelling and like very simple and like in the same style. way that like if you go to a, at least the like if you go to a Meisner school, there's a good chance they will tell you to read Zen and the Art of Archery. In the same way, I think whatever kind of art or storytelling you do, it's worth reading Understanding Comics. Yeah. The, I don't know how we came on the Scott McCloud, but yeah, it's like just about well, art. Well, this is what uh, Tasia just described with Arthur, where you see you see the fist. Yeah. And that's then you a very see Scott McCloud. Uh, you know? That's a very Scott McCloud idea of like storytelling. You see before, you see after, and your brain closes puts them together. Them together. Like, yeah. Sequences oh, okay. about time. Yeah. About, it's, it's a beautiful. I don't know how we ended up here. We're closing the show. Dejan, tell people how to find you, what they should look for from you. Scott, Scott McLeod, understanding comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll say, well, for, uh, first I want to shout out uh, Mr. Richard Davis, bass professor, Madison, mm. Wisconsin legend. He uh, passed away today. Um, I'm wearing a shirt that was from his conferences. Conference He's a great mentor and jazz player. Uh, played with all the legends, so look him up. Um, but you can find me at... Uh, Ten seconds. D e j e n four five on Instagram and on YouTube at Deja Deja Comedy. Got about five thousand subscribers, and I do a bunch of stuff. Lots of sketches, lots of funny stuff. Uh, How do people find you, Grimsy? JeffGrimwood.com. That's Jeff with the G. G off. Yeah, Jeff Grimwood. Now my uh, name has been mispronounced. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) We've all we've all gotten it today, and we love it. There's no suggestion. Uh, Good night, Ralph JP. All right.